r slash credit. Redditors who are a missing person what's your story? It was my first day in kindergarten. I was supposed to go to the after school daycare, but I lost a note saying I was supposed to. So the teacher shoved me onto the bus and told the bus driver where I lived. Not sure if that's actually how it went down but regardless they made me leave. The bus drops little 5 year old me off at home. All the doors are locked and my mother wouldn't even get out of work for another 2-3 hours. So I do what any little kid does I sit on my front porch and cry. Luckily I live right across the street from the high school and this angel of a woman sees me from the, the bleachers while a soccer game was going on. She comes over to check on me and stays with me the entire time. Meanwhile at the school the staff is going crazy because I'm nowhere to be found. My mother was caught and as I'm told, crying profusely. Then out of the blue I see this 1960s brown Cadillac pull up and overwalks my principal he thanks the women for taking care of me and brings me back to the school. Because of my situation they suspended my teacher and the bus driver and I never do anything without proper paperwork. Edit. Just talked to my mother and apparently the teacher left because of major medical issues at the time. I was reported missing for a few days because I ran away from home at 16. I ran away with my 17 year old boyfriend who was not reported missing by his parents. My parents had read through some of my chat messages, I had a habit of saving logs and knew I was likely heading north or west but weren't sure. Thankfully, since I was listed as missing and they knew who I was with, the guy was being monitored and he used his debit card on the way so they had an idea where I'd be. Cops came with a search warrant to the place we were staying a couple hours before we were going to head off west. We already had a new car ready to go, with some cash, to make it harder to be tracked. We're gonna leave later that night. I'm very lucky. If we'd taken off before the cops found me, there's a more than decent chance I'd have stayed missing, and life would have been very very bad. I married the guy a couple months later, and he was an abusive asshole. His manipulations and isolation of me were a huge factor in the running away also. I had a decent stay at a sheep farm, while a ward of the state though, waiting for my parents to arrive and get me. That was neat. Then I got home, and a family friend came over to scream at me about how I was trying to murder her daughter, and that I was a disgrace. Not so neat. Not that interesting, but I was 14, and I decided to walk to my then boyfriend's house which was an hour away walking, but I thought I could do it, since it was still in the same city. Anyway, I sneak out the front door while everyone's asleep, and I almost got kidnapped. Some guy pulled up in his car on the side of the street where I was walking. There was no sidewalk, so I was in the shoulder and I made the ugliest double chin face I could make and picked up a rock trying to make myself look super ugly so I wouldn't get kidnapped and I just stood there with my double chins until he finally drove off. I kept walking. It's maybe 25 minutes later and I've now found myself passing nightclubs and so many people outside drunk and in short revealing clothes. That's when I got scared and went up to two policemen I saw in the corner. I told them I needed a ride home and they asked for my info. I gave them my address and name. They looked me up on their computer and found out there was a missing person report out on me. When they dropped me off in front of my door, my mom was up, my sister, my aunt and uncle and cousins were there. 
It was the most embarrassing moment of my life and I never snuck out again. I have a story. And it's actually about me. When I was 7 years old, everyone in my family got the flu pretty bad. My two younger sisters and I all shared a room adjacent to my parents, and my baby brother was sleeping in my parents' bed. Well, because of the illness, my two younger sisters were also sleeping in my parents' bed. At around 1.30 in the morning, I woke up and realized I was the only person sleeping in my room. Not wanting to be alone, I crawled into my parents' room and saw everyone cuddled on the bed. Feeling incredibly jealous, I turned to go back to my room, but had a light bulb moment and figured out another solution. I bundled down to the bottom of the covers at the foot of the bed, completely covered. Around 2.15, my mother woke up to check on me, as mothers do. I wasn't there. Unusual. She checks for me in her bed. Husband and three visible children. She goes downstairs and check to see if I'm sleeping on a sofa or in one of the two guest bedrooms. We have one door in our house that's tricky and will sometimes swing open on its own accord. The door was open. Checks both bathrooms. Still no sign. At around 2.30, she woke up my father. It was early February and therefore quite cold out. My parents walked around outside and they saw my footprints all around the house. However, I had been outside earlier that day and it hasn't snowed in a few weeks. My parents were afraid I had become delirious and wandered outside in the cold, or worse. So after some heated discussion, they first called the police and then our babysitter to watch the rest of the kids. In about 10 minutes, the entire police force of our tiny town is in our living room. They have lit up all 16 acres of our property with floodlights and have lifted up a chopper in the county over to start a search. All of my siblings were woken up and moved to the living room with the babysitter. Funnily enough, this is actually my youngest sister's earliest memory. The chief of police said they were going to crack search the house and started in my parents' bedroom. Naturally, the first thing they did was take the covers off the bed. The only thing I remember is being woken up by a police officer shining the light in my face and rudely ripping the covers off me. I was incredibly annoyed. Naturally, my parents were incredibly apologetic, but the officers were very good-natured and said not to worry about it and that this was definitely the preferred outcome. About 5 months later, my father and I went to the local fire hall's annual fundraiser and performed a few songs that my dad had me learn specifically for this occasion, and he told the story of what happened to me that night, thanking the first responders for their quick action and good attitude. I think we donated some money, but honestly, I have no idea. I was slightly embarrassed because everyone was picking on me, but flattered enough by the fact that I got to sing for all of the adults that I didn't mind. That's probably the fastest way I've ever spent your hard-earned tax dollars. You're welcome. So this is kind of a wild story. I was pretty young when it all happened, so I know this from hearing it from family members. My grandmother lived 6 hours or something like that away from my family. Growing up, she would rarely come visit us at our house. Instead, my parents, brother, and I would go to our cabin in the mountains and meet her there, as it was a midpoint between both of our houses. My grandmother went a little bit crazy after her husband died a few years before I was born. Around this time, 
It was becoming more and more obvious that there was something wrong with her. She had some very strange beliefs and starting to become a bit forgetful. One day we were all at the cabin. I was around 4 and my brother was around 5 at the time. That day, I guess my dad decided to go fishing without us all. My grandma was watching my brother and I and my mom decided to take a nap. She woke up and the cabin was empty. There was no sign of my brother, grandma, or me. My dad got back shortly after and he hadn't heard anything from my grandmother either. So my parents had no clue where we were. I'm not sure how much time passed, but my parents were obviously freaking out. I think they phoned the police and were getting ready to make missing person reports when an unfamiliar vehicle pulled into the driveway. Out pops me, my brother and grandmother, and some random guy. Basically what had happened was my grandmother decided to take my brother and I for a walk in the woods without saying anything to my parents. Her being the forgetful old woman she is, she got us lost. Eventually, she found the highway and thought it would be safe for her, a frail 80-year-old woman, and two young children, to hitchhike on a highway in the middle of the mountains, basically no man's land minus a ski resort here and there. We were just lucky that the guy was super nice. I was never filed as missing, but it cold definitely happened. I was 4 years old, we were having a nice family vacation in the mountains. There was this thing called baby club where parents staying at the hotel could leave their children to be cared for while they did their stuff, so my parents left me and my 7 years old sister with them. The baby club took us to a nearby ice rink. Back then, I was an extremely quiet kid, so they kind of forgot me sitting on the bleachers and went back to the hotel. My sister at first didn't realize that I wasn't with them, you know, she was only 7 years old. She was preoccupied with playing with the other kids. But after a while she realized that I wasn't there and told the baby club people hey, so, where's my sister? Cue general panic. My parents were extremely worried, it was cold, I was 4 years old and alone, they didn't know what to do, and since I was so young I cold been stupid enough to try to walk alone from the ice rink to the hotel, and it was quite far especially for such a small kid. While they were panicking, I had enlisted the help of a random adult. The details get fuzzy, I was told the story by my sister and parents, I was too young to remember. But he asked me why I was there alone, and I told him they'd forgotten me. Then I told him my hotel, the room number and my parents' name. He let me piggyback him and took me back. So there we were, a few hours later, four years old me piggybacking on the back of a really tall blonde stranger. My parents were so relieved they didn't even sue the place. It cold gone so wrong. I cold died in the snow, I cold been kidnapped, that really nice man cold been not so nice, I cold forgotten the hotel name and room number, to this day I have no idea how did I manage to remember that. I have really shitty memory. So, thank you, friendly giant man, I would probably died without you. I became a missing person during my first sexual experience. Family vacation, I was about 12 at the time. My parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents all got together for a big camping expedition. 
I met a couple of girls at the swimming pool and they suggested I sneak into their tent that night at midnight to play truth or dare. My parents, my brother and myself all shared one big tent. Everyone went to bed early that night except for me. All I could think about was finally touching a boob and that was more than enough to keep me awake. Finally, at midnight, I slew a woolly creeped over to the tent exit and started to unzip it, and of course that's when my mom woke up. She asked what I was doing. I told her I had to take a shit, so she handed me a roll of toilet paper and, I thought, went back to sleep. I threw the toilet paper in the bushes and went on my merry way to tame some strange. Fast forward over 2 hours later, I had made out with a girl for the first time, touched a few boobs, even rounded second base, and was feeling pretty good about myself. We noticed there were cars driving all around slowly which was unusual being as late as it was. I decided to head back, just in case my mom noticed I was gone. I walk over a hill, still sporting a massive and obvious erection only to be greeted by my entire extended family and about six cops. Turns out my mom had a car speed off just after I said I was going to take a shit, found the toilet paper I threw, and assumed I had been kidnapped. The cops told me they were about to put together a search party complete with canines. Everyone's crying and angry at me. I think the worst was when my grandfather, who was always a very reserved man, Looked me dead in the eye and asked if I realized how utterly disappointed he was in me. Instant boner killer. I never did see those girls again. Not me but my brother. I think he was 8 at the time. My parents, one sister, two brothers and I were at a big fair in a neighboring village. I had to stay with my parents, but my siblings could go and walk by themselves. Not uncommon for our area. We all had agreed to be back at the car at a certain time. When it was that time, everyone was at the car, except one of my brothers. We first looked for him, but we couldn't find him. So my mum went to some police officers who were standing there. They immediately told all the other cops at the fair to look out for my brother. They thought he might have been kidnapped. After some time there was still no sign of my brother. One of the cops suggested that he might went home with someone he knew or found some of his friends. My parents always told us to not go with someone we didn't know. So one of my parents went home with us and a cop, but my brother wasn't there. Then some cops were going drive slowly the route home to see if he was walking home. We were all young, but we would know the way. When they were almost at our house they saw him. He walked 8km slash 5 miles home. He picked up some flowers for my mother and he had pet some sheeps along the way. When the new came he was found one of the cops got goosebumps from relief. He had kids in the same age range and was really afraid my brother was kidnapped. My brother walked home because he thought he was too late by the car. The whole search was a bit over 2 hours. He was the kid that gave my parents the most grey hairs out of the four of us. When I was young, before my parents divorced, I liked exploring my surroundings. Mind you, I was deaf. So my parents naturally were a bit overprotective due to that fact. One day during summer vacation, I was playing outside on the streets with some neighborhood kids. I don't remember exactly why, but I decided to go with some kids to their house to play. Then when I left, I found another group of kids, went over to play, and we went to another neighborhood. 
we met up with a group of kids there to play and ended up heading to the neighborhood park to play. So many instances of play, it was typical kid stuff like running around playing tag, throwing balls, etc. After the other kids had left, I was bored and saw yet another group of kids heading to the neighborhood pool. Now, this pool, you need to pay to get in. But I wasn't aware of that. I just wanted to check it out. So I ended up sneaking in with that group of kids. I started splashing around in my clothes, didn't have my swimsuit, it was the late 80s to early 90s, so they weren't as strict about swimsuit rules. I decided that I wanted to go to the diving area, so I lined up and started jumping off the diving board and swimming to the ladder and just enjoyed myself thoroughly. Meanwhile, my parents were at home, not knowing where I went. When they went out to get me, I was gone. They didn't know where I had gone to, so they went to neighbors and asked them. The neighbors who had me at their house with their kids said that I left several hours prior. My parents started to panic and they started to canvass the neighborhood looking for me. When they couldn't find me after some time, my mom went in to call other parents and maybe the police. Not too sure on that part. My dad got in his car and started driving around to look for me. He searched the neighborhood, went to the park, and couldn't find me. Saw the neighborhood pool and remembered that I really liked going there with him. He thought that I wouldn't be there, but he'd give it a try. Went in, asked the people that worked there, they let him in to look around. He found me on the in the line for the diving board, about to go on. He panicked and went straight to the lifeguard near the diving area and told him I couldn't swim well. The lifeguard looked at him strangely and told him that I had been jumping in the diving area and swimming for around 10 to 15 minutes at that point and I was just fine. I think I was around 5 or 6 at that time. He was flabbergasted and well, I did get in a lot of trouble for disappearing. He was furious when I climbed out of the pool after my last jump and saw him right there. I was grounded for two weeks, which sucked. But dad was pretty impressed with my swimming ability and that was the end of it. I actually didn't know about dad freaking out about my swimming until years later when I was in college and I randomly mentioned that day. He was completely surprised that I remembered those events, but added more context to it, including their searching for me. Man, I miss my dad. Oh well. Was a child when it happened, but that was just for one day. I was near the limit zone basically the line between street and home when I saw my dad walk on the street, which was odd because I just saw him few seconds ago at the backside of the house. Anyway I see him going down the street. So I follow him with my special ninja walk that doesn't make a sound or at least that's what I like to think, to surprise him. Turns out with this walk it's hard to walk at the same pace as an adult, so I was getting closer, but slowly. This goes for the whole street length when he turns, left at the corner, yeah he I can go faster now, I run a bit to catch up and he disappeared. He was off my field of view for less than 5 seconds, and it was enough for him to vanish. I was truly impressed, didn't know my dad had those skills and it's not really his kind of thing to do. I search a bit and find him going inside a home, nice. Run a bit, ask if I can enter cause my father is in there, enters and shouts her pre-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i-i
Turns out after seeing him closely, he wasn't my father, but just looked like him a lot. Same hairs, same clothes, same walking, same face even. Heck could have been his lost twin or something like that. The only thing different was his voice. I apologize and get back to the door when they ask if I lost my daddy while closing the door. Surprise, to they get me candies which is hella nice. I never get candies at my home. I decide to stay and see with what I can help in the house when surprise. 3 I don't even have to work. What is this place? Is it even real? Bowers Parson near sunset my actual father show up and ask to get to the house now. He meets the father looking man and they are both surprised on how they look the same. See? It wasn't my imagination. One problem though they don't want to give me back, claiming I'm their son, which, again, is nice. I don't really want to go, this couple is very nice, way better than what I had in home. Cops are called. A few moment later, cop talking to me, okay little boy, who's your daddy? And me, pointing at my new and cool dad, it's him. It's my dad, the couple, see. We keep telling you, this man isn't his dad, we are his parents. He was drawing, points to my beautiful scrawl, when he showed up, we don't know him my now ex-father tells the cops he have proof of what he says and ask them to follow him to the house, to show them the ID cards and stuff. Cops sighs but agrees, we all go to the house and you know the rest. Turns out the couple were mad cause they lost their only son few years ago that would've been my age at the time I showed up at their home. They didn't get in trouble, which is nice. They treated me as the child I was, and I loved it for the time it lasted. 10 tenths would recommend, and lesson learned, when adults give you candies, they actually might be really nice, and without bad intention, accept them, you might have a good time. I've been waiting to tell this one for ages, but I couldn't get it to post in r slash to less from Thesquitka for some reason. It probably started out as pretty routine. Welfare check on an insulin-dependent diabetic man with a number of mental health issues and a rather serious phobia of needles, who had managed to put himself in the IQ as a result of all the above. The local hospital had arranged for a district nurse to come out and administer his meds and generally make sure he wasn't trying to commit suicide by DKA again. He wasn't answering the door or his cell phone, and this was especially worrying because he'd been transported to the air for a checkup. After pushing himself too hard too soon the previous evening, so the local police were called and two officers arrived to force the door. They didn't find the man they were looking for. What they did find was a handgun in the linen closet. Since this was taking place in the UK, where for better or worse we consider screwing over law-abiding gun owners an acceptable price for not having active shooters every other week, this was kind of a big deal. Cue the armed response unit turning out, and the police taking it away as evidence of a potential crime, along with a hunting crossbow they found in the same closet. Totally legal, but in the circumstances somewhat suspicious and definitely not something to leave lying around with the door kicked in, and a missing person smartphone. Now, within about 60 seconds of the officer in the gun cage getting a close look at the pistol, the cops first on scene were left looking very silly indeed. It was a CO2 powered pellet gun, albeit one that looked almost exactly like a real gun, unless you were close enough to read the markings on the side and broken at that. 
This meant that the mysterious vanishing diabetic was probably not an aspiring terrorist or bank robber, so they could stand down the specialist firearms officers and the helicopter and so on. And I'm sure some people were secretly a little disappointed about this, because this is a quiet semi-rural county and they get to see very little real action. But they still need to figure out where the hell this guy had gone, because if he missed his insulin more than twice in a row he was fucked. And nobody had seen him, since he'd been discharged from the accident and emergency department at 7pm the previous evening, every person whose number they could find on the phone, which turned out to be stuck in a boot loop, because the charger wasn't delivering enough power, hadn't heard from him in a few days. Well, I'll tell you where that guy was. I was in the waiting room of the same hospital I'd left the previous night. For the 10am appointment the receptionist at her and he either didn't know about or didn't think to mention to the police when they called so they could carry out some further tests. I'd received assurances from the person I spoke to when I checked in that the district nurses were on the same IT system and they'd be notified of my location. I can only assume that said notification occurred after the alarm had been raised and nobody noticed until it was too late. I knew nothing of this until I came home late that afternoon, they asked me to come in for 10am, but it was well after lunchtime before the court scanner had a free slot and found my door kicked in. Until I logged into Facebook on my PC I thought someone had broken in with the intention of burgling me, only to see the state of the place and assume someone had already turned the flat over before them. The police officers who stopped by a short while later to return my stuff were surprisingly nice about it, incidentally. Maybe it was because I was palpably embarrassed instead of belligerent about having my property confiscated and or the fact I have an accent so incredibly middle class that I'm pretty sure it's kept me out of jail at least once. But that's another story. <laughs> Happened twice. At the time I was really surprised and annoyed but looking back. You might think I would feel guilty, but I don't think it was even called for. So I was a teenager and my school did this stupid thing, where we split up and have lessons at other schools. Transportation never arrived, so we would walk the 45 minute trip there, be late and then walk 45 minutes back and be late. So after school at this other school it was quicker to walk to my boyfriend's house and his mum would drive me back the next day on her way to work. I went to my BFS, and it turned out he was cheating on me. I was so livid I just put my clothes and shoes on, and left crying, while he was in the loo. Calmly I might add. Said goodbye to his mum. I started walking home. A friend lived round the corner, so I dropped by his house and his mum made me dinner. I say drop by, he heard me bawling down the street, before I walked past his house on the route home. I didn't text my mum because I was on my way home. My parents never really cared much so if I was drunk and staying out they might moan if I wake them up but they would never come pick me up if I was stuck somewhere or care if I didn't say where I was going. They knew I rarely came home anyway except to wash and get more clothes and school books. Home was awful and a place that actually I should have run away from or called social services about. But I was 17 and just drank to numb it. So I was so exhausted I cried myself into a nap and then friend left me to sleep all night. My phone died, so I couldn't call my mama's no idea what her number was. So I got up had a healthy breakfast and showered and went to school. I was fiddling trying to plug my phone in 
after begging around for a charger and teacher was shouting at me to stop playing on phone. I'm not I'm trying to do something important, just let mum know I'm okay and that I fell asleep. Police came in and asked if we had seen me. I was like, I'm right here, hello, WTF is going on. Mum apparently out all night in car, don't believe that for a second more like celebrating alone time with a glass of wine. Boyfriend had thought I'd stormed off but would be back because I forgot to put shoes on, I had two pairs there. So he told my mum I'd run away when I didn't come back. Was always a knob. I'd planned on walking home but it was so far and she wouldn't have come got me anyway. She once left me at 10pm with bus money stolen, a broken nose, and dressed in a skirt to walk 2 hours home because she couldn't be bothered to get me, so I slept in a field. All she did was moan about grass stains and being promiscuous. So I couldn't believe she was suddenly interested. Second time all night pool party, got changed and went home. Lost bikini couldn't find it. Turned out it was hooked onto my clothes and my bottoms fell off as I went indoors. At this point I lived as a lodger with a weird man. I was pissed as a fart and collapsed in bed naked while trying to put PJS on and arrange a meet up with friends. Woke up to 999 missed calls from friends and mother. Apparently been all night searching for me again. Here I was drunk and at home in bed and it, they took it to think the weirdo was holding me hostage and raping me because pants outside. Because I didn't answer the phone at 3am, after being at the pool party they knew I went to because photos were all over Facebook and they had a coach drop us all home. I was delivered to my front door by 30 odd people I know and still the police were involved. I was not even living with them and I had zero contact with my mother for 3 years so I just didn't understand why she was contacting the police because surely I must have been missing 3 years. Or if they asked the last time she saw me would have been something like back quote 2 Christmases ago. It just amazes me how people don't care about you until it's exciting for them to make a scene. Not me. I was in officer school and they'd let one of us experience presenting and one of the guys from my batch got to teach a session on the dangers of hitchhiking. He did a brief study of a few guys that hitchhiker as soldiers and got abducted by disguised terrorists who wanted to kill soldiers and or use them to plea bargain for the release of jailed terrorists. All these soldiers ended up killed by the terrorists, for instance Nats and Vaxman. Then he told us about this one guy, the only Israeli soldiers ever picked up by terrorists, who made it out alive. This soldier got in a car with a driver, opened the window for some breeze, and dozed off as they were riding out of Jerusalem. He awoke to being strangled with a wire by a second terrorist, who had been hiding in the back seat, and started to struggle. Then the driver, while driving, pulled out a gun. The soldier desperately tried to grasp anything he could, and of all things, managed to pull out the radio. He bashed it into the face of both his perpetrators and the car, and in the midst of the messy moment, going down the windy road towards Jericho, he grasped the window frame and pulled himself out the window and ended up badly bruised and scratched in a ditch, but alive. Next, our fellow trainee slash lecturer stepped off and showed a TV interview with that surviving soldier and photos of what he looked like right after the beating he took. And it was him, the very trainee, that was giving the lecture. We were quite shocked. 
we knew he'd been a solid guy throughout the course, but had no idea what he'd been through, nor that he didn't just look tough, but had been tried and tested, and he had sufficient excuse to go civilian, but was deeply deliberate about serving his country as a soldier. Thank you so much for watching the whole video. Please leave a like and subscribe.